0: The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the views of the Global Liberty Alliance, its network, sponsors, donors, or broadcast platforms. The Global Liberty Alliance provides this podcast for informational purposes. Freedom of speech is a fundamental right and essential for free societies to prosper. Thank you for listening and supporting the mission of the Global Liberty Alliance dedicated to strengthening and defending fundamental individual rights, free markets, and the rule of law.
1: Welcome to another Global Liberty Alliance podcast, friends. Hope you're doing well. This is Jason Poblet, your host, coming to you today again from Central Florida. We are broadcasting from Central Florida. GLA is up in Virginia, but I am down in our southern headquarters uh, podcasting a very special program again with Betty Marroquin, a frequent guest of the Global Liberty Alliance podcast. She's a political analyst and a vice presidential candidate in Guatemala, conservative activist. She is... A true patriot, former diplomat. Always an honor to have her uh, with us at GLA. Betty, how are you doing?
0: Jason, thank you so much for your invitation. It is a pleasure and an honor for me to join you again in this podcast. Um, Just one correction: former vice presidential candidate. You know we have elections coming up in June, and this year I'm not running for anything except president of my own house.
1: Why aren't you running? What's going on there? No, we know we know you're the president of your house. That's that's no 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 doubt about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're the president. You're the queen. You're the head. You're the head honcho there. But uh, you you decided to sit this one out. I know. Uh, I know you're going to do it again someday. And it was an awesome campaign to see you out there uh, spreading the good word about freedom, individual rights, rule of law. Uh, Guatemala needs folks like you engaged in the public uh, public debate. And again, we're happy to have you with us. Let's jump right into this because there's a lot we want to cover in these 45 mm-hmm. minutes to an hour. And mm-hmm. we're going to leave you some links, folks, to prior podcasts. We're going to be referring to some issues, especially about the attorney general later in, in this show that we think you should listen to uh, in, in the program notes. Right now, let's go to talk about Taiwan. Your, uh, president Yamate uh, uh, recently hosted uh, China's, well, we, they call it Taiwan, but we know there's only one true China, mm-hmm. Taiwan, um, yes. ho- hosted uh, the president of Taiwan in, in your country. What was that like? I know he's heading over uh, to Taiwan very soon. Uh, Guatemala, folks, is only one of a handful of countries that has diplomatic relations <laughs> with the great free people of China, the people of Taiwan. What was that like? Why is that important, by the way? Not only for your country, but for the region and for the United States. What to inform our our listeners about that special relationship that's been going on for
0: a long time? Happy to do that. Um, President Tsai when visited Guatemala beginning of the month, and President Alejandro Jamate is um reciprocating that visit. He's going to Taiwan on the twenty one. It's because we have ha- we have always enjoyed a very Hey, hey Betty, close- sorry, Betty, Betty, sorry
1: Betty, uh-huh. sorry to interrupt you. You cut off for a few seconds there. You were saying the president's heading down there in a few days again.
0: Yes yes the president is heading down to taiwan on the 22nd of april that means uh, he's going there tomorrow and um, the reason why taiwan is so important is because aside from the fact that our countries have been friends for um we have a free trade agreement what the with taiwan that has uh, meant Um, interesting investments from Taiwanese countries in Guatemala, which has generated not only jobs, solid jobs, but also has brought in uh, technology and know-how, which we appreciate tremendously. In agriculture, uh, for instance, Taiwan contributes a lot to our economy. Um, It helps us uh, improve uh, crops, um, to achieve rapid growth in in uh, using photovoltaic agriculture, for example, and green energy in our in our agricultural process, uh, which is extremely valuable. Um, it has helped us uh, donating uh, a lot of um, of cells uh, to promote um, solar energy all over the country. Um, Taiwan has helped in education. There's a lot of people that have uh, obtained degrees in Taiwan. Um, it has helped us also with infrastructure. There's a lot of a lot of elements of crucial elements that unite Guatemala with Taiwan. And that's why I understand President Jamate um, has reiterated Guatemala's friendship to Taiwan and that's why he's he's going there tomorrow.
1: Now, let me ask you something. Why do you think uh, Honduras I think it's a, this is a leading question. We kind of know why this happened, but why do you <laughs> think why do you think Honduras broke the way they did so easily?
0: They were bought. Chinese that's right. the Chinese uh, Beijing bought them. Dirty money. Yeah, Beijing has Beijing is not go, now going to invest in Honduras. And it's going to give a lot of money. It's already giving a lot of money to that uh, that administration, which is like-minded to the former communist party um, way of doing things. And um, unfortunately, Honduras is losing in uh, in private investment. Its rule of law is going down the drain. Also, with this uh, copycat of the of the. SIG that polluted my judicial system even more than anything has ever polluted it in our history and um, so now Honduras is, is going to have a dosage of that unless it's Congress takes a stand and stops it.
1: You know I think that was not just a failure of Honduran politics but a failure of American policy that we, we kind of saw this coming and mm-hmm that's a classic case study of why we spend way too much time promoting cultural battles that we should not be promoting. We should be respecting the cultures of the countries we operate in. And we spend all that money and time trying to engage in culture wars and not doing what the Chinese do. I don't, I don't care for the Chinese, uh, but I care how they carry themselves out. And then, you know, they, they, they make a lot, You know, it makes a lot of sense. You throw the money around, you get access, you build projects, you do things. Panama Canal wasn't built, folks, engaging in culture wars, all right? Panama Canal was built because we put a plan together, we had strategic interests, we put money and capital behind it, and we built it. We should have been focusing in Honduras and all Central America with a Panama Canal mentality and not this culture war battles that we're waging. Betty talked about, by the way, uh, this this entity in Honduras, that's been put together, it's this quote-unquote anti-corruption system that supposedly is part of the American system and the UN and this convoluted octopus of international law that doesn't really work, that's being used to wage war on these countries, undermine rule of law. But that's not the culture war I'm talking about. Betty knows the culture war I'm talking about, and we need to stop doing that sort of thing. And this is a case study. China should not be gaining a toehold in there the way they are. What can we do in places like Honduras and Guatemala, uh, Betty, you know, if we didn't have President Yamate there and the Attorney General, Attorney General Porras there or people like you there, this could be happening in Guatemala, right?
0: Yeah, it could. You see, what's happening is that if you if you take a look, for instance, to towards El Salvador, to to use an example of what China is doing, China comes and helps um, Bukele, build a fabulous uh, hospital, which I have a friend who, by the way, was treated in that hospital. And she said it's outstanding. And this is a friend who's also been treated at hospitals in the U.S., so her standards are not exactly low. Um, Highways in El Salvador are fantastic. Now they're going to fix the port. But China doesn't put conditions that affect our identity, our national uh, identity, our idiosyncratic, uh, our idiosyncrasy. It doesn't affect the way we live our daily lives. You see, that's the big difference with the way the U.S. has functioned, especially since the Obama era, imposing all these crazy uh, conditions that companies uh, need to go woke in order to trade with U.S. companies, basically, that's what the U.S. government yeah, like and U.S. is doing.
1: Yeah, that's what it is, and, and, and it has a, a charity mindset, not an entrepreneurial mindset, which is quite ironic. Because from the although you know Chinese money is a double-edged sword, and it's it's very corrupt. It all comes from the Communist Party because they eventually do figure out a way to project their power. They play a very good long game, but they're not doing anything unique. We played the long game in Panama. And we built that canal. We got to have, again, more of a Panama Canal mindset. We got to help build those roads. We got to help build those bridges. We got to build those hospitals. We want American companies doing that, not Chinese companies doing that. For the life of me, I don't know why we don't do it. We got to stop all this promotion of marriage and and abortion. That doesn't belong in our national foreign policy. What belongs in our foreign policy is what you're talking about. And I hope, uh, that we're successful in Guatemala and we keep people in power that think that way, which takes us to the elections. So the election mm-hmm. season just started right in March, I think, at some point that's when the season started yes. out. Uh, yes. Tell us a it's little bit short, about
0: short season.
1: It's very short. And what's what's at stake here? You know, what is the big takeaway? If you're an American listener to this, what's the big issue? What's at stake? What should we be paying attention to?
0: Well, Guatemala is one of the last free, free countries in this hemisphere. In the sense that we're we're one of the last countries that is not that has that, that has not turned socialist. We're one of the last countries, if not the last, that um, still quote unquote respects um, free trade. Although we're a mercantilist mercantilistic society, we're not capitalist. Um, but still, it's more free than than what you see in Argentina, what Boric is doing in Chile, what Peru has uh, started to turn into or or not, let's not mention Venezuela or Colombia. Um, we're still a country that also uh, defends um, its individual freedom. We still have religious freedom. We still have um, the, the family as a nucleus of our society, more or less untouched. Although there's a lot of money circulating in the from from the US, especially from USAID, and also the Norwegian government and the, all the Scandinavian governments uh, via you, via um, NGOs mm-hmm. uh, to instead of promote focus on just education or helping schools have technology things like that they focus more on all the um, all the globalist agenda another example of what china has done china gave bukele computers there's not a child in el salvador or a teacher in el salvador right now without a computer in hand thanks to the chinese government if that gives you an idea here there's a ton of money circulating to promote abortion, to teach abortion to our indigenous people.
1: Well, the Chinese Communist <laughs> Party doesn't impose those, re-
0: no, they those, don't.
1: those mandates on any of you.
0: They don't at all.
1: Is that is this going to be an issue in the elections or this is just a side issue right now?
0: I think it's a side issue in Guatemala because a lot of people are still resi- uh, are still resisting the idea of, of having the Chinese Communist Party uh mingling into our system but we're also very upset to to know that the u.s embassy here instead of of abiding by the vienna convention and you know using the diplomatic means to promote their ideas Mm -hmm. they go directly and they meet with judges and they tell judges what to do yesterday for example there was a a ruling completely out of law it violated five articles two from our constitution, three from other codes, um, three judges that decided to ignore a ruling from the constitutional court, which is our highest court, um, that ordered the three, three elder, very senior and very ill, um, uh, generals, two generals and a colonel, from going to continue their their, their legal their, their, their legal battles from their house. This, these three men have nearly died in jail. Nobody cares. I mean it's, it's as if they don't have human rights. And if we go to what is accusing them, you would be appalled because it is a completely biased ill. I mean without fundamental accusations, Right. Ridiculous accusations. I mean, do do you
1: do you think that the embassy? Well, let let me let me talk. Let's talk about the election and then this issue with with the U.S. the U.S. presence there, because, folks, when you unlike the U.S. the U.S. embassy, the U.S. government, uh, despite the criticism and where people say is still a force to be reckoned with in a lot of South American, Central American Caribbean countries, Uh, we're still the hegemon there. And. It, it's still we're still an important power so when we talk about elections in the u.s government what betty's trying to get at correct me if i'm wrong is that there there are there are vectors that can become issues and this is one of them where you're saying uh-huh. that where you're saying that we start taking sides with maybe certain groups that are not with the people in power maybe is what you're saying like maybe yes. they'll they'll throw their support behind leftist candidates or progressive yes. candidates. And yes, it may or may not People have their fingerprints have, on it, but you, be- they, you believe you believe they are involved.
0: Yes, the U.S. Walla Human Rights Watch, the Kennedy Foundation, the RFK Foundation—they're all, for instance, defending a guy that, to give you an example, when he left, he was the former former ombudsman in Guatemala, one of the most corrupted figures here. He mm. used. Uh, private, I mean, uh, government funding for private use. He violated uh, internal codes of the office he directed to the point that when he left, his own staff sued him. His own staff declared that he wasn't even paying them the the, the we have something like a bond that you're supposed to, like a bonus that you're supposed to give your employees. There's actually two bonuses that we give employees at a certain point of the year, one in mid-year and then the other one uh, towards the end of the year. He didn't pay some, it was a mess. The guy was a total mess. He insulted, we're we're a country where 50% of the population is Catholic, Roman Catholic and the other 50% is Christian evangelical. There's a tiny little bit, teeny weeny 1% that is atheist and maybe two, 3% Jewish and 0.5% um, Muslim, because we do have mosques and, and they're free to, you know, religious freedom exists and is respected. We also have Buddhist in Guatemala, mm. but this guy insulted the majority of the population openly. Mm. And now they're they're defending his candidacy to run for vice president when he has a ton, not one, but several, um complaint processing in the judiciary system against him.
1: I mean what you know the, there's all this talking the President Yamate is outgoing, right? He's he can't run again or he's not running again.
0: No, he can't. We don't have reelections thank right. God.
1: Right. So so he so he's moving on. Is yes. the is the the political landscape right now, does it look good for continuity? Uh, Guatemalan, you know, pro Guatemala, pro free markets, or are we looking at a leftist president coming in?
0: We don't know, Jason. You see, the Constitutional Court has still to rule on some um, recourse that were imposed, that, no, that were submitted, I'm sorry, not imposed, submitted before the Constitutional Court to prevent uh, several parties from running, several hmm. candidates from several parties. Among them, uh, Suri Rios, uh, Sandra Torres, Edmond Moulet, uh, this, this corrupt guy, Jordan Rodas. Um, there's, there's several going on. That need to be clarified by the Constitutional Court. It is my understanding they received these um, complaints finally because it ha- there's a process to go from the electoral tribunal before it reaches the Constitutional Court. So that process finally finished, and they were submitted into the court this week. Hmm. So they have to they have some days, like maybe two weeks or something like that, to define, who will really end up uh, running and who will not. Uh, we believe that all these people that I mentioned are going to run. I don't like Edmond Moulette, for example, because he's a leftist. He's um, the kind of man that talks, he's a sweet talker. He's a gentleman, he's very charming. Uh, he speaks uh, very nicely and um, he's very soft and very poised and all of that, but he's an abortionist the president of Haiti requested the UN to have him kick out. He haven't removed from the UN's mission in Haiti. related to pedophilia.
1: Whoa.
0: Uh-huh. And he is one of the candidates that we know is being openly supported by the US embassy here.
1: Wow. There's proof uh-huh. of
0: that. It's in the, mini, mean, everybody sees it in the media. He's always, uh, friendly with them he's invited to everything he's he's you know we know who gets invited and who doesn't they don't Ta- invite suri rios
1: talking about getting They're invited, invited at huh? that, let, let's take a little a little pause on the politics for a minute we're talking with betty Marroquín in guatemala political analyst former vice presidential candidate true blue true uh, red liberty warrior because in america we use red for the conservatives Um uh, yes, betty my
0: favorite color
1: let me ask you something, March. Last month, the US mm-hmm. emb- the, were you at that great party when they opened the new 400 million dollar embassy in Guatemala?
0: Oh no, the US embassy will never invite me. I'm Why not? Reaction. Why not?
1: You're you're, a, you're Because a, I'm a
0: hard critic. I'm a hard critic and I defend I defend our constitution, I defend our rule of law, I defend our right to live. I defend mm-hmm. our right to religious freedom. And everything that u s. Embassy stands against,
1: what? so, so if, to an American listener when they hear that, and even to me, it still shocks me. but you you have a pretty high profile in Guatemala. So do a lot of your fellow uh, activists. and I mean, you've you've served in government. you I mean, what's what's the issue? Why won't they want to reach across and work with all groups? Do, do they only focus on creatures of the left, people on the left? I mean, how, how does that work?
0: They only focus on creatures of the left. They invite, for example, some of the private sector. You see, it's a very delicate game. They hmm. invite Kastif. Kastif used to be the top organization representing all of the productive system, productive apparatus in Guatemala, everyone, construction, um, agriculture, trade, they were all industry, they were all represented. They're still, they still are represented. The problem with CACIF now is that the owners of the companies that actually go to Casif's meetings, but it's directors and people that are paid to go by the companies, so their their interest, the level of interest and and understanding and commitment is very low. They get easily impressed by whatever the U.S. embassy or USAID tells them, and of course they all they all want their visas to go visit Mickey Mouse. If anyone you know threatens their visas, they will bend and over backwards to comply with whatever the embassy wants, as long as they get their visa you see so it's putting the visa before the good of the, the good of the nation that's mm. what that's how the mentality basically in a nutshell works here some of us don't care <laughs> so you know if i don't travel out of my country i don't care there's a lot to see here anyways well
1: so so all these so these little sub issues and we can't we're going to move on to our next topic in a minute but i want to just talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about the elections so would you say that the US government meddles in Guatemalan elections? Yes. And it's usually not with the people who are on the conservative side, right? Correct. It's always with creatures of the left.
0: Yes. Uh, I belong to Liga Pro Patria, which is an entity that fights for um utmost respect of our laws. Uh, rule of law is sacred to us, even if it's imperfect. Um, but we—that's what we defend. We defend our constitution, and we have actually um, issued several statements complaining and asking the U.S. ambassador and also the so-called G13 that the that the U.S. ambassador, uh, former U.S. ambassador Todd Robinson, um, created, which is a group. Uh, that according to the Vienna Convention shouldn't exist. Um, Of 13 countries, of course, all socialist countries, Canada, um, the Norwegian countries, Italy. Well, Italy is no longer socialist with Meloni, thank goodness. But um, France and Spain and England, the UK, I mean, and they all push in the same direction. They all push for the 2030 agenda. They all push for um, the woke agenda, basically.
1: You know, I have a Liga Propatia is a great group. You've put out some amazing studies. One of them I I have to recommend to folks. If you want to understand uh, how broken the international system is, look at their report. I'll provide a link on CSIG and the rule of law. It was the uh, this this. International Commission Against Impunity in Guatemala that turned out to be super corrupt. So they thought they could use corruption. So they basically parachuted. I've never been a fan of CSIC, by the way. And I, I think Betty and I've talked about this on prior podcasts. President uh, uh-huh. Yamate, the, uh, who was on our podcast, we talked about that also. Uh, Attorney General Porras, uh, we had two shows with her, I believe. And we, uh-huh. we dived really deep into this. And it was an experiment where they basically parachuted a bunch of lawyers, quote unquote, jurists from other countries to try and judge the Guatemalan people on what they were or were not doing under their legal system, pretty much ignoring the Guatemalan constitution and waging war on sovereignty in Guatemala, which is why I never supported uh, that experiment. And Republicans and conservatives shamefully supported or stood by and did nothing to come to the defense of the Guatemalan people when that CICIG with impunity was cranking out defamatory uh, information libelous. It it was just terrible. All their people. It's just total disaster. This group, uh, Liga Pro Patria, has a great set of studies uh, that break down how it worked and they actually map out the corruption, which is important. And I hope the U.S. government has taken a close look at it, although judging from what they're doing in Honduras, I'm not too sure. Uh, the uh-huh. exper- the experimenting continues. If this, you know, the 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 elections, you don't sound very optimistic. You sound a little doubtful, or maybe you're being cautiously guarded. there's it, still a lot can happen in Guatemalan politics and in, in the time frame you have for elections. But it sounds like, from what I've read and other fellow Guatemalans I've spoken to, the conservatives still have a fighting chance, but they have to be on guard and the probably be a lot of dirty tricks coming if 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 the past is an indicator of what's going to happen
0: that's exactly right we are we are we are not convinced the actual electoral system the machines will be used the way they're supposed to be used we don't trust who is going to feed the information into these machines uh i won't mention them after what happened with fox news but you know, um, so we we are very, very, very cautious and very, um, very much aware of the fact that these campaigns, that our electoral campaigns, are extremely difficult. There's new people that are pretty good, pretty decent, um, but because of our system, they have a very hard time um, getting to. I mean, promoting their mark, their 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 brand. I'm sorry, and their image and their names. We have people in the country, in the highlands that think that General Rios Monti is still alive, that don't even know what the name of the president, current president is. But I don't feel so bad about that because I've seen Jay walking in the States. I remember when Jay Leno used to ask people in the streets and people didn't know who the president of the U.S. was. So... You know,
1: people, that people, makes people, us feel a
0: little less bad.
1: Well, I mean, people actually think Rio's Mont is still alive. Yes. I mean, how long can they keep playing all these boogeymen? I don't quite. I
0: have no idea. But they control, for instance, the left controls most of the radios that are listened in the highlands, and um, they they have so much money, Jason. They they control the main media in Guatemala uh it's it's so it's such an uphill battle here
1: you know as i as i was reading and we're going to jump into attorney general poros in a minute but as i was reading Mm -hmm. some of the background notes for the show uh in preparation to chat with you i was given a study by the in american dialogue we know where they're coming from so Mm -hmm. it's it's, these are Mm -hmm. not people who are necessarily on 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 the side of free enterprise liberty and rule of law uh at least not from the way we all define it they they mm-hmm. were talking about the elections and they were talking to some professor who was saying that in his opinion this guy is a, a fellow out at the department of political science at scranton his name is professor allison and he was saying that the um as far as the elections are going he's saying that under the outgoing president uh president yamate the anti-democratic forces this is what i want to hone in on anti-democratic forces intensified their assault Against courts, prosecutors' offices, human rights defenders, and the media, dozens okay. of high dozens of highly trained professionals have gone into exile to escape persecution. What is what are these people talking about?
0: Well, they're defending people that have without any reason Bank bank accounts in Panama in the US with millions of US dollars in it that nobody that they can't explain how they got it hmm. um they're defending a journalist like uh, Jose Ruben Zamora who who doesn't be, doesn't I mean he's a king of extortion in Guatemala he's a drug addict bisexual that used to uh, publish dirt of people that he would make up and then get money from them in order to quiet down. And that that is called extortion in my country. Um, he's a crook and a criminal. If you paid him to destroy someone, he would do it. If that, is the, if that is an honorable journalist, then I'm sorry, my conception of journalism is totally different than that and of ethics and of, you know, law abiding people, Um, all of those, all of those criminals that are in Washington, because Washington is the new Paris, may I say? So you're saying Um,
1: a lot of these people that have left Guatemala have moved to these officials are talking about have have uh are living in D.C. now?
0: Yes. And they're all under the protection of the Democrats. They're all processing asylum visas and things like that. And they all have arrest warrants against them. And they they, there's even Interpol warrants issued against some of them that are not being executed because we know that the Dems will not allow Interpol to
1: catch them. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So there are Guatemalans, Mm -hmm. former Guatemalan officials who are now living in the United States. Uh-huh. Who have who have Interpol notices out there against them? They're wanted for crimes in your country, and uh-huh. they're here in America. Yes, I mean I thought Guatemala. I mean Guatemala has rule of law; they got courts. What's what's? Why are we protecting these people if they're wanted in your country for for crimes?
0: Because they have information from. I'm. I, that's our guess is that they have information from U.S. officials that are also corrupt.
1: And well, that's why
0: the, you're being pred- don't Speak. Pred- that's our guess. So let me
1: ask you about a few a few days ago. In fact, just yesterday, the day before yesterday, it was yesterday. The Guatemalan Foreign Minister Mario Bucaro was in D.C. He met with, mm-hmm. you know, Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman. She is no friend of the right. She's a career, you know, career person at the State Department. Uh, never you know, doesn't really care for our point of view on anything. Uh, they mm-hmm. issued some perfunctory statement that they met and it was important about all these discussions they had on regional migration, global issues, fighting corruption, all mm-hmm. this stuff, economic prosperity, rule of law. It's like a template. They cut and paste these and they put them together and they issue them. But do you think anything, you think that, you think Foreign Minister Bucato came up with something? Did he put anything on the table? Did he demand these people be extradited? Did he tell our government, stop meddling in our business? What do you, How do you deal with something like this?
0: I'm sure he bended over backwards to say yes. Oh, yes, God. ma'am, to whatever she said. Because Betty, you're brutal. End up, he doesn't want to end up in the Magninsky, in the global Magninsky.
1: Wow. So they fear the State Department? Yes, or they're trying to do, like you said, protect their visas because they're going out of power now.
0: Uh-huh. Well, Yes.
1: Let's talk about people going out of power and people being put on Magnitsky and, and other lists. How is our, our friend, Attorney General Porras, doing?
0: Oh, she's doing fine. And, you know, it's hilarious. For us here, it's hilarious because we know that the DEA, for instance, is very happy with her because every single uh, drug trafficker, they have requested to be captured and extradited. She has captured mean, and the, extradited. You mean, the drug,
1: you mean the Drug Enforcement Agency? Our Drug Enforcement yes. Agency.
0: Drug Enforcement Agency. So, 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 has, let me, so
1: Betty, give me uh-huh. one second. Sorry to interrupt you. To give people some context on this, in May of last year, the U.S. government, I think it was hilarious, but it's serious because I think they're politicized. I don't think... Somebody's politicizing our sanctions, and that's a bad thing. Uh, the Attorney General, uh, Maria Consuelo Porras, who's been a guest on our podcast, uh, was uh, put on a list for alleged significant corruption and potential other designations, supposedly because she was involved with and did not want to help stand for democracy and the rule of law and was working with people who were undermining. Uh, these principles for personal gain, my friends, that is a joke. Um, and we did it's a lot insulting. of research. We did a lot of research on this. We consulted legal experts in Guatemala, legal experts outside of Guatemala, U.S. officials who are involved and work with this person, and no one can make heads or tails of this thing. Why this happened? Betty's going to tell us now. But it's it's an important issue because for us, we believe sanctions are an important tool of accountability. We believe Mm -hmm. they can be part of a well thought out policy that help in many ways in anti-corruption, hostage taking, many things. But when you use them for political reasons and you target somebody, we believe because she's a conservative. We believe because she's somebody who Wendy Sherman will not meet with because I don't think she can go toe to toe with Attorney General Porras, because Attorney General Porras speaks her mind and uh, is a lady who is a creature of the law and believes in rule of law, at least from everything we've seen, except she was punished for something we are not exactly sure, but Betty's going to give us a little context, and I want to raise it now because, folks, if this doesn't stop, this will continue, and I don't like it when the left does it. I don't like it when the right does it. You're supposed to use these tools. Uh, carefully for targeted purposes and not politicize them the way I believe they've been politicized here. So Betty, I know she's, she's a, she's a very popular in your country. If she's still cooperating with the DEA, why is the DEA cooperating with somebody who's been sanctioned by the state department and the treasury department? What, what's the, what's, what's the, uh, the rationale behind that? Well, Jason,
0: Attorney General Consuelo Porras is a professional of the law, who breathes and lives for rule of law and equality under the law and the supremacy of the Constitution. She is to me our true Iron Lady, and I have the utmost respect and admiration for her courage. Um, She didn't care when they took her visa away because she hates traveling anyways. she, I heard from a mutual friend that she detests getting on planes. So she was yeah, like, "Well, oh, they doing she, me a favor. They're <laughs> she actually said, doing she, me she, a favor because I don't i don't like traveling."
1: Yeah, when we spoke with her, she told us she was like, "Look, keep your visa. I don't need it. I—I I don't uh-huh. want to tra- I don't want to travel." And I think the one time she came here, I think it was to meet Attorney General Barr, and mm-hmm. it was a special request. But that was only a one-time thing, I think. I, I, she doesn't like to travel. She said
0: no she was actually actually invited to to the southcom and to other entities and that so she had to make like two or three trips to the to the us and she was like very reluctant to go because she doesn't like getting on planes but anyways she is um you see the us has sanctioned a woman that is actually pursuing a case um brought about by Homeland Security to uncover the corruption in a bank called Ban Rural here, mm. where some NGOs received money from the US, uh, presumably via USAID, and the people that received it, all of them now refugees in Washington and in Spain, by the way, Spain is the other receptor. Um, these people use the money given to the, to their NGO. Okay. okay. So, 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 so buy... hold on.
1: This is, this is very important, buddy. Let's go back to that again. Tell, tell our listeners again, the breakdown because they, cause they don't know all these okay. institutions, all, all these institutions, security. right?
0: Homeland security, someone from Homeland security during the Trump administration brought about a case when Telma Aldana was the attorney general in Guatemala. She's a, she's a, uh she's searched by interpol in theory i mean the complaint is there but she, she's interpol one of those people who are hiding
1: she's hiding She's over hiding
0: there. in what in the u.s right yeah so and traveling all over the u.s and blah 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 so um homeland security brought about this case of corruption money used uh to purchase uh stocks from Ban Rural and the money was deposited in Ran- in Ban Rural's accounts for some NGOs and then used to launder as a money laundering to buy stocks from the same bank. That's so against ba- so, our
1: own law. So ban rural is a is a bank is a public bank yes. or a private bank?
0: It's a public bank and it's a pretty big bank. Some so you know it's it's a mess. And, got, and what did Tel Maldana do with Homeland Security's uh, complaint? Nothing. Who has brought it about and pursue all these people and is searching and digging? Consuelo Porras. Huh. She's the one moving this case forward. So Same this money.
1: So, Odebrecht.
0: so, so Odebrecht
1: this is the other one. So we'll go to break in a minute because I wanted to ask you about that. But in, so in the mm. Bandredale case, so we're getting this the right way. I mean, our listeners are are hearing this the right way. So this this public bank in Guatemala was pretty much issuing stocks and moving them around between NGOs that may have been receiving USAID or State Department money.
0: No, the bank was not doing it. The bank was allowing it. It was being money.
1: So U.S. taxpayer money making its way through the banking system in Guatemala. Uh
0: Uh-huh for for the people that were directing the NGOs to buy stocks of the bank.
1: And then the former attorney general didn't touch it. The new one comes in, the one we're talking about. Yes. And she mm-hmm. she's the one that we sanctioned. Oh that that makes a whole lot of sense. And then oh yes
0: of course. Yeah it
1: makes so so tell us about the Oderbrecht one also because there is a fascinating Otebreck connection to this.
0: Yeah not only that Consuelo Porras has a record of extraditions towards the U.S. of whomever the U.S. has requested. There's not one that has been requested that she has denied extradition, that she uh-huh. has denied the procedure, that she hasn't captured.
1: So so in spite of her being targeted and her visa, you know, her reputation. So her reputation was smeared. They took away her visa, did all these things to her. But she continues to cooperate with law enforcement mm-hmm. in the U.S.
0: Uh-huh. And the reason why they took her visa, aside from this case from Rural, is Oderbrecht. And the reason why is because there's, there's all those people hiding in Washington, or several of them, starting with Juan Francisco Sandoval. He used to be the head of an entity division of the public ministry called FESI. He used his power to pursue political targets as directed by uh, Tel Maldana and CICIG, by um, Velazquez, the new Minister of Defense of Colombia, they used FESI, the entity directed by Sandoval within the public ministry, for political purposes. Mm. So, in one of these cases, is Oderbrecht. Now we know that they use CSIG money to pay for Juan Francisco Sandoval's plane ticket and his assistants who travel with him to Brazil without him having any. Legal support to go negotiate with the company a pardon of the debt on behalf of Guatemala. He's not an ambassador, he's nothing. He had no legal rights to do to go negotiate anything with Oderbrecht, which, by the way, has been the biggest scam our government has and our country has ever suffered in its history.
1: So She's been investigating all this. She's been cooperating, yes. yes, Biden administration comes in. They knew she was, and she still is very mm-hmm. popular with the agencies in America that she works with. This is the type of partner we want. We were talking mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show how we we go around some of you know some of our promotion of our policies in a place like you know, Guatemala, folks, why it's important, why I'm spending a whole podcast on this and why I will do more podcasts on this is because if you want to tackle illegal immigration, if you want to grow markets, if you want to have a more stable hemisphere, if you want to combat terrorism, you have to start working in places and make friends and cooperate with our partners that are very close by. Not things that are happening so far across the globe, we got a lot of stuff happening right here in the Americas. I love the region. I love the people. I love the nations. I love the the interactions, the things that we could do down there. We have to start working with people like Attorney General Porras. There's a lot of them down there. People like Berry Marroquin, Liga Propatia, and others who are, love to work with America and be partners, not punish them. Because they hold a different ideological point of view. So Put aside the ideology. These are the ground truths. These are the people we want to work with in Guatemala, for example. If you want to do, you're mad about people coming and rushing at our border, we got to have people who want to grow their country. You think the Guatemalan people are proud of that? No, they're not. They're not happy people leave. They want people to stay. And then we work against people in the law, for example, that are trying to do the right thing. Or in Honduras, for example, where we should be building the roads and the bridges and everything else in between, but we have the the chai down there. Uh, throwing their money around, which we all know is never a good thing. How does Attorney General Porras? How do you know, Betty? When when we see stuff like this as Americans, it bothers us. Uh, what can we? You know, what do we have to do? What can we do to support well, groups like yours? And 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 I know you're going to say we have to elect the right people. But even the Republicans, you know, I I, I used to be Republican. I, I, it's the only place I can vote. But the Republicans really. At times on Latin America, they're marginally better than the Democrats. They kind of had the same approach toward the region, kind of anchored in the Cold War. They don't have a a new vision for the Americas. You have very strong views about this. You know, what can we do as Americans to help stop stuff like this from happening?
0: Tell your members of Congress to begin with.
1: Starting with Congress?
0: Tell your senators. Tell your, your House members, your, your district representatives not to support any action that violates the Vienna Convention from your diplomats, any action that violates the respect that has to rule relationships even between nations.
1: Well, you're saying that so, that so so I have to go work with Congresswoman Norma Torres?
0: Haha, <laughs> She's a former terrorist, and her family run away here from they because they were guerrilla people.
1: Whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. <laughs> okay, so, so there were a few inside like
0: talking to the wall.
1: Okay, there, there were huh? a few inside. There were a few inside jokes there. Norma Torres is a Guatemalan American. She's a member of Congress. So when I said when she said I go to Congress, I'm saying oh maybe she, maybe they want us to go there. She, she's she's from she's California. What we call
0: a, she's what we call a Gucci socialist.
1: Oh boy! Oh boy! So she's not the she's not the member of Congress you're saying we should go speak with. No, she will not pay attention to us. Is what you're saying? Not at all. No, she's uh she's from California, folks. She's a um, heavy, heavy. Um, you know we're not we're not political here at GLA, but uh we we do talk about defenders of freedom. And I don't believe she's a defender of freedom. I believe she's
0: in any shape or form.
1: No, she's more concerned. She defends about... all
0: the crooks. She defends all the crooks and she's friends with all the crooks and her pictures with all the crooks are all over the, so all over the media with Ben Maldana and Juan Francisco Sandoval and all these people that are running away from, from the law here.
1: So, so members of Congress, and we know they listen to this podcast because we get phone every time we do, by the way, a show with you, I always get phone calls, Betty.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, Jason.
1: No, it's all good from folks on the Hill and, and other places in Washington and, uh, but I know they're going to listen to this, and there's a lot of new people up there. If you're on the Foreign Affairs Committee of either chamber, uh, what Betty's trying to say is that the, the 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 folks that are protecting people who are running from Guatemalan justice are being protected by members of the U.S. Congress. Correct? Yes. And she's one of them. Yes. Okay.
0: Engel's was one of them as well.
1: But he's a good guy. Congressman Engel's not a bad guy.
0: Oh you know what you know what they say the way to have to the way to hell is paved of good with good intentions.
1: Wow well he, he's good on human rights. I mean I I, I haven't followed his Guatemala politics though so I don't know uh, what he's done or hasn't done on that but you know he should know his people and any, anybody um, on these committees, Democrat or Republican, you have to focus on this issue of Attorney General Porras. It should be investigated. U.S. taxpayer money is being wasted and targeting efforts are being put together. Those are not cheap, by the way. They take a lot of time, a lot mm-hmm. of work, and mm-hmm. a lot of good people at OFAC and at the State Department and other agencies do these. And you're, you're impacting not just our policy in Guatemala, but bad targeting leads to bad policy because it does have an impact. And I know that Attorney General Poros will defend herself someday. And The truth will come to light that this designation was wrong. It should not have been done. In addition to working with members of Congress and putting oversight out there, do you think we should do Congress should do more oversight on some of the issues you've talked about?
0: Congress should do. I I would love to see the Judiciary Committee and also the Foreign Relations Committee in the House um, exercise accountability and oversight on what U.S. taxpayers money has have really been used for.
1: Hmm including for uh the cig and all those entities everything
0: that... what has there what has US taxpayers money been financing in countries like mine because it's not just my country there's this is a hemispheric issue I you know talk I think to my I, friends I, all over the place and they, they we all coincide it's the same thing going on everywhere
1: I've heard it from throughout Central America and South America that's happening mm-hmm. in in various uh countries different permutation but it's happening in different countries but you know in in your case of guatemala you got a great hearing right there invite the dea invite the department of justice invite all these people that have been cooperating with your country and talk Mm -hmm. about this porous designation because i haven't seen the evidence it'd be great to see what evidence they're using uh, Mm -hmm. to to restrict somebody instead of smearing them in 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 the public uh in the court of public opinion they should be trying to get to the bottom of why are letting people get away with this sort of stuff.
0: And not only that, let me tell you something more. They took the visas of Ricardo Mendez Ruiz and Raul Faya. And you know what that did? What that has done is give them even more fuel for them to continue pursuing all the corruption in the left, left or right. They don't care. They go after whomever, whomever does it has to pay.
1: That's right. That's yeah.
0: the that's their foundation, Fundación Contra el Terrorismo. They are the two, with Moises Galindo also, most courageous people. And we applaud them daily. And they, they said, oh, you take our visas away? We're going to show you what kind of determination we have to clean up our country's mess. And they're doing it. And they're using the legal system. And they're respecting rule of law. And they are respecting the rights of all the accused, including and starting with Jose Ruben Zamora, who was defended by everybody in the left, in the U.S. and Europe. And the guy is the biggest crook. I Only because defamation in my country is a joke. I didn't sue him because he pursued me when I was a candidate for the hell of it. Somebody <laughs> told him to pursue me and he didn't have anything to say because I have never, ever managed a cent of US of I mean of um public money ever hmm. oh but he had to pursue me with something I mean the last thing that they 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 said to me is that I had no eyebrows I mean they're so stupid their arguments are ridiculous <laughs> but seriously seriously that's what they said but I want to say something more Jason yeah Liga Pro Patria is not a public funded NGO we don't receive money from the public nor the private we each member we pay our fee and from that money, and we put our time and our effort, and that's how Liga Propatria does what it does. You see, and we don't want money from anyone, because we want their independence to say whatever the heck we want to say. Hmm. So uh, we all work. We are all professionals. Some are architects, some are doctors, some are lawyers. I trade in coffee. So we all have our, our line of work. And I also do furniture, by the way. but. Basically, we have our own private means of living.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's, and that's how, you know, yeah.
0: But we do this out of raw passion to defend our individual freedom and to maintain Guatemala, a bastion of freedom, democracy, rule of law, and Republican principles.
1: That's why GLA gets along so much with Liga Pro Patria. We're the same way. All of us are. Doing this because we believe in it. Uh, we mm-hmm. we we have our own jobs, our own day jobs, if you will. Exactly. And uh, we 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 find willing and people who want to give more to life than just you know the jobs that we do. We've been blessed. We're grateful. God has given us a lot of gifts and a lot of opportunities, and we want to make the most of it to defend fundamental rights, free enterprise, and the rule of law. Talking a little bit about everything, by the way, because let's talk about business real fast. Guess what's coming to northern Florida? pretty soon and it has a guatemala connection i don't know if you know this what is it boyo campero is opening <laughs> up <laughs> i love that place They make some awesome chicken it's a good it's a store it's a company i started in yeah. guatemala and, yes uh they they've announced investments in the south and i recently heard that they're doing an expansion in the southeast going into the carolinas georgia tennessee That's great. Tennessee, Alabama, and North Florida. So they're going to be Pollo Campero up and down up and down the, the south here, which is going to be fantastic for folks who love chicken. It's good stuff. Um, you know,
0: Pollo Campero, even though it's trade uh, publicly now, it's a, it's basically a family-owned company that is one of the top providers of some of the best jobs in my country. I don't they, know much about them.
1: T- t- tell us a little bit about them. I don't know much about them.
0: Corporación Multinversiones. Mm-hmm. Uh, is one of the top employers in our region, huh, not okay. just Guate. It gives so many jobs. there's so many families that have worked for them even generation after generation.
1: Well, let me it's one you, of those they're...
0: companies that you want to get into and you never want to leave.
1: Their food's very good. I gotta say it's good. I mean I love chick-fil-a, but mm-hmm. uh, if I ever want <laughs> some if I ever want some variety uh they they have some fantastic chicken there. And it's they can, very good. Yes, we have the rice going and all that stuff. So you know they they even have a platanito. Even maduros. the breakfasts are
0: good. Breakfasts are good.
1: Never tried the breakfast, but it's good stuff. Oh, you, la-
0: you, you like it? It's eggs and frijolitos and I know, love those
1: beans. You know that if I could have frijolitos every day for breakfast, I would. It's one of my favorite. Oh, that's breakfast. what I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good stuff. Well, look, Betty, we're, we're wrapping yes. up. We've been talking to Betty Marroquin folks, as always from Guatemala, political analyst, vice former vice presidential candidate, although I wish she were running again and maybe she will someday. Betty, thank you uh, so much as always for joining us. Please send our regards to our friends at Liga Pro Patria. Thank them for all they're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. To Jose Luis and company we miss them. Uh, we, we hope that they're doing well. I hope that I uh, we can we can I'll have you them. back again soon. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for the American audience?
0: Defend your individual freedom and rule of law because if you don't, There will be nothing left for you or your children in the future, but slavery.
1: Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, Betty. I hope you have a fantastic weekend, and we look forward to to having, having you back again soon.
0: Thank you. Big hug to you and Ilem.
1: Be well.